Now, there's uh, been a lot of talk recently about U.S. shale oil, U.S. shale gas. It uh, can get rather confusing, but it's also particularly significant because of the presence of those products and what they can do to the global oil market. Here to help give us a little bit of an insight, hopefully, Cho Ji-yun. Good morning, Alex. Hopefully I can give you a little bit of insight. Well, we can't offer you too much time. That's why. <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, let's start off with shale gas. Um, the shale gas refers to natural gas that's trapped within shale formations. So shales are fine-grained sedimentary rocks that can be rich resources of petroleum and natural gas. Sedimentary rocks are those that are like sandstone, limestone, and shale that are formed when sediments pile up on the Earth's surface and within bodies of water. Over the past decade, the combination of horizontal drilling and hydraulic fracturing has allowed access to large volumes of shale gas that were previously uneconomical to produce. The production of natural gas from shale formations has rejuvenated the natural gas industry in the United States. Um, on the other hand, shale oil is an unconventional oil produced from oil shale rock fragments by pyrolysis, hydrogenation, or thermal dissolution. And these processes convert the organic matter within the rock into synthetic oil and gas. This resulting oil can be used immediately as a fuel, or it can be upgraded to meet the refinery feedstock specifications by adding hydrogen and removing impurities such as sulfur and nitrogen. The refined products can be used for the same purposes as those derived from crude oil. So it, it is a, a competitor to crude oil. Let's tie this in, though, mm -hmm. and with the international oil and gas markets as a competitor, there's obviously going to be a direct effect. Yes. Well, on one hand, the International Energy Agency, or IEA, announced their midterm forecast report saying that the U.S.'s shale gas production will decrease by 600,000 barrels per day for this year and then another 200,000 barrels per day in the coming year. Uh, shale oil is many times more expensive to produce compared to Middle Eastern oil. Um, if the low cost of oil persists, shale oil has no method of surviving. Um, in mid-February, though, uh, the, the shale gas drilling equipment in operation decreased to 413, and this is the lowest level since December of 2009. And international oil prices that leapt over $100 a barrel at the end of 2014 have decreased by 70% or more. And in the midst of a supply glut, the Middle East uh, oil-producing countries did not reduce their production because they were set out to kill a shale oil. And with the U.S. and Middle East mired in a chicken game, this coupled with an oil glut, the ultra-low oil prices continued on for a year and a half. And now that production of shale is forecast to go down, this is great news somewhat to the oil market. But is it too early to c conclude that the international oil prices are just going to continue to go up 
because there is still excess supply. Yes, uh, the immense oil stock is another hurdle that they face. According to the U.S. Energy Information Administration, the crude oil reserves in the U.S. surpassed 500 million barrels. And this is the highest level in 86 years since the EIA started taking count. And moreover, with the sanctions on Iran being lifted, Iranian oil will soon enter the market. And the biggest oil consumer, China, is still unable to guarantee high demand. So there is still an imbalance in the supply and demand here. OPEC, which holds the key to the crude oil market, along with major oil producing countries, including Russia, agreed on uh, freezing the production, but it's still uncertain whether the talks will continue on to reducing production. As Secretary General Abdallah al-Badri of OPEC mentioned at the IHS Sarah Week, which is one of the biggest industry annual conferences, quote, if oil prices rebound after reduced production, the production of shale oil will automatically increase. And he added, I do not know how OPEC and Shell can live together. And so this reflects that OPEC is skeptical about reducing their oil production. But meanwhile, the U.S. has started exporting liquefied natural gas. Yes, um, and this is a result of a seven-year, $11.5 billion project by Chenier Energy. And it finally came into fruition at the end of February because they did... uh, launch or export their barrels of LNG. It left the Sabine Pass in Louisiana and it was destined for Petrobras in Brazil. This increasing supply of LNG from the U.S. over the next five years actually threatens to break Russia's dominance over Europe's gas market. And there's already talk of Russia conducting the so-called Saudi-style counterattack to give the U.S. shale gas frackers um, to drive them out of the business before they can gain a footing. At the very least, uh, it sharpens a global price war with LNG added to the market and is no longer uh, the 20th century system of oil pipeline monopolies. The U.S. is ramping up their LNG exports to almost 130 billion cubic meters a day uh, by the end of the decade, which is roughly equal to Russia's gas exports to Europe. And some say that this may rise as the shale industry keeps finding these immense volumes of gas. Well, fracking itself has raised all sorts of environmental questions. We can perhaps have a closer mm-hmm. look sometime. Thank you very much, Chojian, with today's glossary. Thank you, Alex.